Hey, Free Your Mind listeners, it's Misty here with another episode. Just coming to you live from my basement in my home, bringing it to you for another week. I took a week off last week. Um, Sometimes we gotta do what we gotta do for our mental health. I'm all about that, first and foremost. Kind of just wasn't feeling it, and I'm that type of person. If I'm not feeling something, I don't do it. Um, I do have a list of topics always that I want to talk about each and every week. Um, I have plenty of topics that I want to talk about, but, um, I just, I didn't feel drawn to anything last week. Um, and I always find like that's for a reason. I don't ever force anything. Um, I don't ever make a podcast. I'm not ever going to make a podcast. I should say, um, just for the sake of making a podcast. So, I figured it out and it was funny because it just came to me like two weeks or not two weeks. I'm sorry. It's still early in the morning. Two days ago, um, when me and my husband was talking and we, uh, had this moment with this TikTok, and it was like teehee funny, but, um, my brain being the way it is, like I watched it like two or three times after that. And it just resonated with me on a whole, like, deeper level. And that's just the way my brain works. Like, my brain, and I don't know why I'm like this. I mean, I do. I'm learning that in my spiritual path, my spiritual journey. But, um, and yes, I promise, next week we will talk about that. We will start talking about all of the crystals that I do, all the crystal healing, all of the Reiki, all of the, um, uh, even all my paranormal stuff that I enjoy doing, but it's just every, I, I got to feel drawn to speak about certain things. And I, and I, I feel like that is just the higher power working through me when I get like little nuggets, like I'm going to share with you today. Um, so this TikTok that kind of inspired this podcast, which is titled get the fake out. <laughs> I'm funny. I know mom joke. But yeah, I I had to title it Get the Fake Out because um, that is something I I can't even tell you how strongly I feel about. And it comes from a very personal, personal, like this whole podcast, honestly, is going to come from a very personal place of of my own. So being very vulnerable, very open, very real with you today. Okay. As always, you know, you always, you're always going to get real from me. Real recognizes real. And I know those of you that are listening will appreciate that. You ain't gonna get butthurt over anything that I say. So basically, this TikTok that we were watching the other day, um, it was inspired by um, Officer underscore, and I believe his name is Eddie. He's very popular on TikTok. Very, very funny guy. Love him. Highly recommend you go on TikTok and follow him if you are a TikToker. But yeah, it is Officer, so it's O F F I C E R, and then underscore, and it's E. U D Y. Sorry. Um, so I don't know if it's UD. I'm pretty sure it's Eddie. I'm pretty sure that I remember him like saying that his name is Eddie. It's just spelled differently. But anyway, so he tells this story in his TikTok where he was in Walmart and he was in line at Walmart, not like a self-checkout. He was like regularly in line and there was an elderly man behind him and then there was uh, uh, two women, younger women, in front of, of Eddie, who is doing the TikTok. And he overhears 
this girl, this younger girl who was in front of him and she was kind of being loud, he says. So it's not like she was like trying to keep the conversation to herself. And he's like, all of a sudden he said he hears her go, yes, girl, that's why I asked God to remove everything fake from my life because if it ain't real, I don't want it. And then he said that he heard the old man that was standing right behind him say, young lady, you fitting to be bald-headed, lose your eyelashes, and your pocketbook's going to disappear. And then Eddie lost it. He just kind of like, in the TikTok, he kind of was like, what? You know, and he's like, that's why I love old people, because they don't care. They just are going to say what they're going to say, and nine times out of ten, it's going to be out of honesty. <laughs> now, was it a little brash? Yes. Was it funny? Yes. Sorry, it was. <laughs> but he had a lot of truth to that and like the first time I watched the TikTok I was like yeah teehee is funny and then I watched it a second time and then I watched it a third time and each time yeah I had a smile and a grin on my face but then the wheels started churning in Misty's brain like they do quite frequently and I was just like wow so true so so true We, in 2021, have put on facades so much, you know, we have, like a woman can create, or even a man can create whatever look they want to have for the most part, like, okay, so you, and and I don't understand where society has gone with this. Now I'm going to start first. Okay. Obviously, because this TikTok goes and and kind of approaches the whole fake in a superficial way. So I'm going to talk about the superficial first, like the outward stuff. And then my brain started diving and going deeper and I kind of took it on a internal personal level. So we're going to talk about the superficial first and then we're going to talk about getting deep down within your soul. Get the fake out. Okay. So the first thing is, and I'm guilty of it. I have been guilty. I'm still guilty of it to this day. If I want to go out with my husband and we're on a date night, I put on a full face of makeup. Your girl don't look like she looks like when she goes to her Monday through Thursday job. I can tell you that right now. You know, she puts on a full face of glam. I do the fake eyelashes from time to time. Do I have a fake Louis Vuitton? Yes, I do. Okay, but I also have a real coach. So I'm only half fake. No, (laughs) a little bit of humor here. Um, But no, it's like I I looked at like what he said, the older gentleman and And did I have hair extensions at one point? Oh, yes, I did. I had all of that. Listen, I came from that generation, okay? I am going to be 40 August 2nd, okay? I'm putting it out there. I'm putting my age out there. I'm putting my birthday out there. Yes, I'm a Leo. Hear me, Rorby. Um, I, and Leo season's here. I know, sorry for all y'all that can't handle our energy, but it's it's here, and it's going to be here for a little bit, and we're going to enjoy us Leo season. Um, so basically, and I think that that is like part of me being a Leo is the fact why I put so much effort into how I look 24 seven, because we are very regal. We tend to be very, um, 
like care about our appearances we're always usually very well groomed women I could at least say that for us women uh, male Leos I really haven't met many male Leos but I'm not going to get into the zodiacs and, and all of that with this TikTok but I'm just saying me personally I think the reason why I've always been that way is just I was born that way I was just born that way go Lady Gaga we was born this way so but I get it like I sat there and I thought to myself it doesn't really matter. Like, what does it matter? What does it matter what kind of hair I have or that my eyelashes aren't long enough? Or um, why do I need Botox to make my wrinkles not appear? Because those wrinkles, you know, you, you earn those for a reason, okay? <laughs> you earn those wrinkles for a reason. Typically, you got the, the, the wrinkles on your forehead. I call them the WTF wrinkles, you know, because, and I have those. I got a lot of WTF wrinkles. They, um, I, I have had a lot of WTF moments in my life. So those wrinkles are deep because I'm constantly looking around each and every day. And if there is one day that I don't have a WTF moment, that is a good day. But that really doesn't happen too often. Then, you know, you, you got you got your wrinkles around your, your eye your eyes there, your little crow's feet and around your, your, your little mouth area. And that's because you smiled and you laughed and you experienced this life. So why do we feel the need to camouflage? And I'm not saying don't go out there and be pretty for your man's or your girl or whoever, you know, you, you love. Don't don't not do these things. But why do we feel that it's necessary? I'm talking to the people out there because I was once one of these people. Why are we doing and, and creating this image of ourselves that is false? You know, the image is false. You know, we, we don't look like that. That is not who we are on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, we're just putting on this face. And most of these people that are putting on these faces and the fake hair and all that, they, I mean, you know, society has made it like, if you don't look like a supermodel, you don't look, you know, you, you it's... Society has killed the self-esteem of women. Killed it. I mean, it, it. I'm I'm happy that companies now, like Victoria's Secret, I'm I'm gonna say kudos to them. You know, I have shopped Victoria's Secret most of my life, and um, I mean, whether they were supporting the the angels that look like that were the supermodels that were perfect, you know, but now they're embracing. Hey all shapes, all sizes, all cultures. I love that. I love that they are, like, I got a Victoria's Secret catalog in the mail the other day, and for the first time ever, there was a supermodel, or whatever, they're, I mean, they're, they're just everyday girls, you know, and all shapes and sizes, and I seen her stretch marks. You could tell that they didn't filter any of that out, and I'm like, yes, thank you, Victoria's Secret, because you don't realize for years between you and, and, oh my God, like I'm a child from the nineties, you know, in the early two thousands when Paris Hilton and all of her fakey fakeness, you know, and I, and I, I'm not talking bad about her, but I'm just saying like, we had the simple life growing up in the early two thousands and we had, you know, now it's the keeping up with the Kardashians and you, you can't look at any of them 
you know, any of those high celebrities and tell me that everything about them that makes them, yes, they're beautiful. I'm not going to say they're not beautiful, but I can guarantee you they're beautiful naturally too. If they would have just allowed themselves to age naturally and look the way they look, they need to accept who they are. God created and made them perfect just the way they are. Why do we feel the need to make everything Barbie-like? You know what I mean? And listen, I was a Barbie girl, live in a Barbie world. Barbie was my shit back in the day, okay? I was a Barbie girl. Wanted that whole life, wanted her perfect blonde hair and all of that. Um, and I'm a little, I'm, I'm very brunette. I'm, I'm very on the dark side with my natural color. I am currently a blonde now and see, yeah, even my color's fake, but it's blonde now because I'm really gray, y'all. You know, 40, 40, 40 is going to hit different, but I earned every one of these gray hairs. So it was just easier for me to go blonde instead of keep coloring my natural color. I ain't ready for gray yet. Okay. Don't come at me. <laughs> I was getting the fake out. <laughs> I'm covering up the real. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's just really, to me, it sucks that we feel the need to, to cover up and camouflage who we really are on the outside, you know? And then you have all of these different body treatments of the sculpting and obviously, like I said, the Botox and like, really, what does all that matter? What does any of this matter? And I'm learning this. This was something, and now I'm going to get ready to go into the deep dive, the deep side of this, um, the more in depth. What does it matter on the outside? of what we look like. Why do we care so much of what people think of our appearances on the outside? Like where, where have we gone wrong to realize that what is on the outside does not matter, does not amount to a hill of beans at the end of every day. But what does is what's on the inside of each and every one of us. Um, and I, I can speak this from, like I said, a very personal level. So, um, without trying to air, uh, things that I don't feel need to be aired in my life, um, cause I tend to be a very private person, but I do want to be real and share things with you and let you know that this all comes from a very personal place in my heart and in my life. Um, there was a time for about, and you're going to be like, what? Five years. Five years I spent trying to become something I wasn't. Trying to become a person who I thought someone else needed in their life. Like they wanted this person in their life, but they chose me. Um, and then the person that chose me then we decided to move on in our relationship and it, it was, I don't know if it, cause the person who did this to me, I never in a million years would have thought that they would have hurt me in this way and it shell shocked me and, um, and I went, I went to therapy actually for, um, a few months and this was one of the situations that I brought up to the therapist and, you know, I kind of like unloaded on this guy, this, this poor therapist. I was just like, cause I'm a very private person. I don't talk about my problems. I don't talk about my issues to anyone like 
anyone. Like, even the people that are closest to me, no. Maybe I'm learning to. Like, there's certain things that I will. And, but it definitely, uh, I just, I don't deal well opening up to to others just because I'm so afraid of what their opinions are going to be about either what I'm talking about or, um, or myself, you know, I don't know why I'm like that. I'm learning to not care so much. I'm learning to accept that I have these feelings and it's okay for me to have these feelings and I need to be vocal on having these feelings. Like I'm learning all of that in this process. So your girl ain't coming to you perfect. I mean, she definitely is working through her own stuff each and every day, but all in all, just trying to be a better version of myself. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, but anyway, back to this situation. Um, so when I told the therapist this, um, and I told him all the things, you know, that in my life has happened to me, he was like, well, um, he goes, I have to tell you, you definitely, I would have to diagnose you with PTSD. And I was like, what? are you okay? Like I've never, I've never been to war. I didn't join the military. I've not, what? Like I legit thought that PTSD, like I just, in my brain associated that with those that went off to war and yeah, they seen horrible things. You know, I understand why those men and women that serve that are dealing with PTSD have that because I can understand that is a very traumatic experience seeing and experiencing some of the things that they did firsthand. So when this doctor almost like diagnosed me with that, I was like, like, I almost felt like that was a slap in the face to those who served our country and is dealing with that. Like, I feel like, yes, you guys, definitely. I get it. Me, I don't know. What is that degree on your wall? I don't think you got this right. <laughs> I think your degree came from a Cracker Jack box there, dude. But then he goes and explains it to me. Like, I definitely was a little confused, and I think he's seen that in my face. And he said, let me explain this to you. PTSD does not come from, um, like, horrible acts that you witness, like murders, or if you witness someone being killed, or you witness, uh, like, war, or you witness um, just a, a horrible traumatic event. He said PTSD can happen to anyone when they are actually shell-shocked by whatever happened to them and it, it hit them in a very traumatizing way. So PTSD, in the end, is a form of, of trauma um, that has happened to you in your life. And it can come in various forms. Um, PTSD also, like, so you then have like flashbacks kind of like you know your 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 people in the military do but people that have PTSD that is more on a personal level of things that happen to them personally in their life um like one sexual assault okay so someone who is sexually assaulted obviously yes that is a PTSD trigger right there like you definitely are going to have to work through some stuff and you definitely will have post traumatic stress uh, for a while after that, and and can you cure yourself of your PTSD in some situations? I feel like some situations, if you're strong enough, and you want to be healed from it, I feel like yes, you can be healed from your PTSD. Um, some, some may not. It, I feel like that depends upon the person and how, how much they want to fight. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, like a sexual assault. So who's to say like now, whenever they try to become intimate with a partner 
that it's not going to somehow like something some sort of trigger or something may happen and and they have to be open and on like they're not understanding why relationships aren't working or you know what I mean like it okay so in my instance right my PTSD uh someone hurt me extremely bad okay and shell shocked me and did something to me that never in a million years I would have ever thought they did because I did everything for this person I bent over backwards I was committed and faithful and the whole nine yards you know like the model mom model wife the whole nine yards and you know th there was an infidelity that you know happened and um it really did like I snapped I really did I'm not even gonna lie to you like the moment I found out I remember falling to the ground but then instantly rising back up and just unleashing anger so much anger and hurt like I just remember screaming and crying and just feeling like my heart was being ripped out of my chest because legit like it it threw me back like I had no idea and I think the reason I had no idea is because I had so much trust in this person like they did not have a and they did not not have an ounce of trust and then I'm not going to say I was ignorant that I didn't start to question and see some things that I thought was a little odd. But part of me was like, no, there's no way. And then after it happened and after I found out and after we decided, because um, I was leaving, um, I wasn't going to tolerate that. I'm a strong, independent woman, I'd like to think. I feel like I have been most of my life. I mean, I've pretty much yeah the, the stories I could tell I ha I've had to I've had to have me <laughs> my whole life okay because no one really had me I mean it, it was misty against the world for the most part some days and when I decided to work things out I don't know why I thought I needed to look and become like this other person okay um that apparently this my significant other at the time um you know had the infidelity with there were words that were said that were so imprinted in in my mind and still to this day I have triggers I'm not even gonna lie this till till this day I have triggers but I have to when the triggers happen I have to recognize I, I have the ability now to recognize them and be like nope that is not true get out of my head this is who I am today and I am secure in who I am so basically stopping like you will learn to recognize your triggers like one of my triggers was I wasn't fun enough okay I was boring like that was that and that and I know that that sounds so stupid to feel so hurt but you have to understand the situation at that time um, I was not a boring person what I was was an exhaustive mom taking care of four kids a lot and doing the best I can working a full-time job being part of a PTA you know and helping the kids in the class and 
and I was super mom, you know, I was put, I was invested in my children, you know, and, and I, and I thought I, at that time had a partner that was going to help me invest in these kids and, you know, and I, I felt like I gave enough attention and love and affection to, you know, my other person, but you know, I st- then I started blaming myself, you know, you start that blame game in yourself and, you know, maybe I didn't do this right or I wasn't doing this right and I'm, you know, it's not that I'm not a, a fun person, it's not that I'm boring, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with so many things, so much that's like coming at me every day and I still have moments like that, even though my kids are grown. So it's... It definitely, um, it took its toll on me emotionally, like left a very deep emotional scar to the point where, like I said, I started and I I did this just like the TikTok. I wore extensions. She had long blonde hair. I wanted long blonde hair. She dressed provocatively in a certain way. I started to dress provocatively in a certain way to catch his eye. Um... She apparently was very carefree and fun. So I started to try to be as carefree and fun as I could be. Um, so basically, yeah, I tried to become this other woman that I was not. And I will tell you, in the five years that I kind of put on this facade, I was killing my soul. I was miserable. It was not who I was. I was not this person who just went with the flow that was just like okay with everything and never got angry about anything. Like I am real. I will tell you when I'm happy. You will know when I'm sad. You'll know when I'm pissed off about something. I don't sugarcoat anything. Your girl is not Willy Wonka. I don't sugarcoat anything. Okay. We leave that for Willy. I... I've always been, and I haven't always had this voice of, uh, I've always been real, but I haven't always spoken, had the, the balls to speak up for myself, for lack of better terms, sorry. It, it's always been, um, just brush everything under the rug, deal with it, you know, just put on this happy face and, and make sure everyone's happy. And then at the end of the day though, you're like, I'm not being true to me. Like, this ain't okay. And I legit had, like, a little bit of a mental breakdown, I will say. You know, after these five years, I finally opened up to this person and said, Hey, this ain't me. Like, yes, I like to be pretty, and yes, I like to have fun, but this this is who I am. And this is, and it's not okay that I've been trying to do this to make you happy for these many years. Like, that's not cool for me. Not that I'm a bitch. Not that I am a horrible person to be with. Not that I'm not a fun person to be with. I mean, I'm a Leo. I'm fun loving. I don't feel like I ever get to have enough fun because I work 24 flipping seven because in today's day and age, everything's going through the roof expensive. I work my butt off. I work two jobs. I help my kids as much as I can and and spend time with them because that's what good moms do, you know? And it's just at the end of the day, there's not enough time for me. And then whenever I do want to do me, Why would I want to pretend to be another person when I can just be myself and I deserve to be myself? So don't ever feel the need to be fake just to make other people happy. Because all it's going to do is kill your soul. It really is. It really, really, really is. And you're going to create so much 
inner turmoil and inner trauma in your own like soul that you're going to actually feel horrible about yourself. And then that right there gives a free reign to the darker things in this world. Okay. And I'm not going to get too spiritual and all of that, but you start feeling miserable and being depressed and not being who you are and getting frustrated. All of those negative, negative, negative things that you're, you know, like thinking in your head and speaking of, Oh yeah. So those dark, those, there's darker presences that are very much so in this world. They are going to see that they're going to sniff it out like bloodhounds and they are going to attach to you. And they're going to be like, yeah, you're not good enough. You know, they're going to start speaking these words into your head. Yeah, you're not pretty enough. Yeah, she was prettier. Yeah, you, you really don't have blonde hair. You should go back to brown. But, you know, he likes blonde hair. You should you should have blonde hair. And then, you know, it starts, yeah, yeah you're, you're chubby. You, you definitely gained a lot of weight. You kind of left yourself go. And, and she's really super thin. So maybe you should start, like, starving yourself to kind of get to that level. Even though you use a semi-thick girl and you like your fried chicken and mashed potatoes. And you love to eat that stuff. But maybe we should start to eat a salad, you know. Just because we, we want to get to that thin level. You know, all of that that I was depriving myself of, I was being fake. I was being fake to who I truly was. And that is not okay. It's not okay for any of us. Who we are with, the people in our lives, should love us and accept us. If they truly love us, they will accept us exactly the way we are. Because you want to know who else did that? God, Jesus Buddha, Gandhi, they all did, okay? I'm, I'm going to put out all religions here. Most religious uh, or spiritual leaders, I don't want to say religious, I don't like that word. We all know I'm not very fond of the word religious. Most spiritual leaders always said, come as you are. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have things together. You know, come as you are, you as in a whole, not this facade that you're creating because that, that we can't fix that. You just need to erase that. But what we can fix is who you are in your core and we can help you be the best version of that person you are deep down in your core. And I truly a hundred percent believe that because I have been on that journey of getting the fake out of me for like three years now. You know, I used to do, I used to never do anything that I truly enjoyed. You know, I would put, and, and this is just me, who I am. Um, I would put, I put everyone before me, everyone. I still have that, I still have that susceptibility. Um, I'm learning to set more boundaries for myself because what it's going to do is it, when I make time for me, it's not selfish. When I do the things that I want to do, it's not selfish. It's feeding my soul. It's keeping my soul feeling happy and revived and alive and like I am on the right path and I am going to do this and I am committing to becoming a better person, you know? So don't ever feel bad when you need to just, even if it's a 20 minute soak in a tub with some candles lit and some Epsom salt and, and, and some whatever you want to do. Okay. However you want to do it. If you just, just take 20 minutes, even if it's just five minutes a day, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you start to, 
to ask whoever you you speak to in in that you know in that morning talk and you don't even have to be out of bed at this time your eyes wake up you just say hey god higher being please help me recognize what i need to work on each and every day to be the best version of myself that i can be give me a sign give me give me a word give me something that just in that day will kind of slap me in my face because that's just what I tell God I tell him just slap me in my face give me something that I'm gonna be like boom oh okay kind of like this was that's why I was waiting for this week to, to to bring you something that resonated so much with me that I was like passionate about because I just wasn't feeling that last week I wasn't feeling like okay um I just don't want to talk to talk which one of my pet peeves is, you know, I, I've got to, I want to feel passionate about what I'm speaking about. I want to bring that hype to you because, um, that's, that's what this is about for me. This is about bringing stuff that I feel in my core, the world needs to hear and needs to be more accepting of, um, and, and get, getting the fake out is one of them. Um, I definitely have to say in my spiritual journey now that, um, it has caused me some relationships, becoming myself, coming into my own, not tolerating the things that I used to tolerate. Um, one situation of being fake is, uh, to me, is allowing someone to treat you horribly and keep talking to you horribly. And you keep allowing that to happen and just like ignoring the words that they say or ignoring the hurt that they caused you. Okay, that's not okay. That right there is a form of you being fake, whether you realize it or not. Because if that person is hurting you and, and either verbally or mentally abusing you to a point, and you're just allowing it to happen, you're creating this fake facade of yourself that you're accepting of this. And you shouldn't be accepting of that. No one in this world should be accepting of that. You need to rise up and say, hey, I don't appreciate the way you're talking to me. Or the way you're being right now. So can we just stop this? And let's reset. And if that person is combative. And thinks that you're just absurd. For feeling the way you're feeling. Well you know what? Maybe you just need to walk out of that person's life. Until they can come to grips with themselves. I know it sounds harsh. I know it sounds hard. But I've had to do it. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But that is part of my removing getting the fake out of me. Because I was tired of tolerating years and years of, of verbal abuse and, and mental abuse. And I decided one day that I wasn't going to do it anymore. Like, and It's called shadow work. Getting the fake out in the spiritual realm is called shadow work. And what shadow work is, is... You basically one day will just say, okay, while I'm on my spiritual awakening journey, one day you are going to look at this world totally differently. I mean, if you really want to deep dive in a spiritual journey, you're going to see everyone and everything for what it really is. And it's kind of concerning. And, um, but I'm so glad that I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm so glad that I'm there because it just allows me each and every day to be a little kinder, to enjoy the small things 
and take in all the things that I feel like we have taken for granted for so long through doing my shadow work. To me, shadow work is recognizing all the things about yourself, past and present, that really is not pretty. I mean, you really, you, you, you have to be at a good mental space when you start this shadow work. Um, cause it's not for the faint of heart and your life will change after you complete your shadow work journey. Um, I can't say I'm totally out of the shadow work yet cause I still feel like it's slightly lingering here and there, but I have for the most part completed the bulk of my shadow work of my past transgressions and present. Um, I have realized why I had some of the behaviors I had. Um, I realized why I have the triggers that I had certain things. Um, I realized why my personality is the way it is through certain, through realization of certain things. Um, like I said, I'm not going to get too personal, but, uh, I'm sitting here trying to think of a, just a form of example that I could give to you right now of like, a sh okay. All right. So, so one form of shadow work that I had to, to do is uh, promiscuity. I'll, I'll be honest, like being promiscuous. Um, and this was something prior to my marriage. So this, this is nothing that has happened recently or anything like that. This is things that was who I was as I was growing up. And I never knew why I used myself, my body, um, as a, as a sexual object to get a man's attention. I'll be honest. I'm not, yeah, your girl, your girl is, is like I said, there, there's going to be some personal things. Um, I never understood why I was like that. I never understood why I couldn't just approach a guy and think that he loved me or was interested in me um, because the conversation we had or because, you know, my smile or my eyes, you know, all of that romantic stuff. Um, but genuinely, like, I never, I never thought that a man could just enjoy me for me, you know, who I was as a person and think that, oh, wow, she's pretty cool. You know, I really like her, who she is. Never utilized that. Never thought of that. Mine was always very physical. Um, using the physical sides of who I was to get in the relationships or be with who I wanted to be. And it wasn't until I did shadow work on myself that I realized the reason why I did that for so many years was because of my sexual assault that happened to me. And no therapist helped me realize that. None. It was me. I was the one that realized, oh my God, you know, and I was so young when this assault happened. And I can talk about it and not cry anymore because it's who I am. It's part of what had, what happened to me. It's part of who I am now. And it's part of me going out there and being, exposing myself to you openly and, and, and hoping that it like 
it will help someone, you know, be okay with it and help them understand themselves one day. You know, I have to own what happened to me. I don't have to condone it. I don't have to like that it happened to me, but it, it will never happen again. And it is in my past and it, it only allowed me to realize okay, now I can help others. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to, for me to be at peace with all that happened to me in my past, I have to look at it that way. And, and I know it has a reason. Like, I'm not going to say that God allowed that sexual assault to happen. No, that's insane. Okay. But it happened. And now I've taken those steps to be like, I get it now. Now I know why I thought I needed to be promiscuous to get a man's attention. You know, because these people who did this to me when I was young, before I was even ready to be intimate, to be honest with you, they utilized my body as an object. And so mentally, I thought at a very young age, because it caused trauma, that that was, I guess, the way that every man wanted it to be, that they wanted this physical side. They wanted this promiscuous side, you know, and I'm not going to say men don't, but not every man out there is ready to get in your pants. They would rather get to know you as a person. You know, I did. I'm not saying that every man is like that, but I'm just, it, it clicked with me one day. And when it clicked with me one day, I bawled. I just sat and I sobbed and I was like, that is why. That is why, because my brain, it was so young, it was so young, still so innocent, that for the rest of my life, I just assumed that that was the only thing that as a woman I was good for. And there was so much more to me than that. And now that I'm growing into who I am and in my own, you know, it's, it's almost a relief to be like, aha, I got it now. I get it. I understand. And I don't have to be that way, you know. I mean, not that I'm going to be promiscuous now. I'm married, happily married, have kids. But, you know, like those of you out there that are listening that don't have a significant other and, you know, maybe had a similar experience and wonder why you always feel the need to be promiscuous, why the, the, you feel the need to flaunt yourself to get that man's attention. Ask yourself why. You probably have some stuff you can work through. That, that, that there is no, I'm not saying go out and don't look nice and don't do you and be you, but there are reasons why. And, and even though I was doing that, I can tell you that even though I was doing like I was doing that, I felt miserable about myself in the process and never enjoying any experience that I had in that. You know what I mean? Like I really didn't like I almost felt dirty after every experience, like I did something wrong. And I was because in my mind, my mindset, I, I, I was so young, I was not prepared to work through that trauma. You know, it took me till, you know, 39 years old to realize that trauma caused all of that, you know, but in that process, okay, now I'm getting that. I'm okay. That ain't, that wasn't me. I'm getting that fake out, getting that fake out of my life. That, that who I was, that was not who I was. So now I'm coming into my own, standing into my own, realizing God, that wasn't me the whole time. You know, it's, it's kind of, 
it's kind of mind-blowing whenever you're, you're doing your shadow work. You definitely, like I said, will lose relationships, you'll lose friendships, uh, you will realize who is really there for you through it, and, and who apparently could give to you-know-whats, so... Uh, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. I would, I, I can't tell anyone when they need to do shadow work on themselves. And because it's a very, 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 you got to be in a good mental place. You really do before you decide to go in to do your shadow work. And it's not always going to happen like that because sometimes some of my shadow work that comes into play, it was in, in, in the rough times of my life whenever it was dark. And it was me alone. Like, I really do. I would challenge you to kind of, like, sit alone in a quiet place, wherever you can have no distractions, and just be like, God, show me the flaws that I need to work on. Show me what I need to do to be the realest, authentic version of myself that you and I desire to be. Get every ounce of fake out of my system. Um, one thing that I have to say, and it's one of my favorite, favorite songs by the artist Ariana Grande. My son would be ecstatic if he listens to this podcast and hears this, but one of my, like, he idolizes her. Girl, oh God. I was like, girl. <laughs> he, he is uber fan to the hilt. And, um, but she came out with a song off the Thank You Next album, and it was never released, obviously, because of what it's titled, and it's called Fuck a Fake Smile. And can I tell you, that is probably one of the best songs, and it hit me so hard. When I started going through this spiritual journey, I was just like, yes, 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 yes. No one, no one should ever have to put on a fake smile. I don't understand why we can't, as human beings, just outwardly be who we deserve to be and not put on these fake facades. Not saying we got to go out here and be savages and hurt people's feelings and this, that, and the other. But if I'm not okay, if I'm mad about something, I ain't going to lie about it. I'm going to have my arms crossed. I'm going to have that attitude and I'm going to pout. You know what I mean? Or if I'm sad, I ain't going to lie about it. You know? Actually, that's not the way the song goes. It actually goes, if I ain't mad about a neck roll, something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listen to the song, though. I'm going to tell you right now. Go out there. Listen to Ariana Grande's fake smile. Listen to it. Listen to it and do some shadow work. That's my little homework project for you. I know that Ariana Grande ain't for everyone, but just, I'm a very, like, I listen to the words of the song. And that song, when it, when I first heard it, I actually cried. I really did. Because it resonated with my soul. So much. So much. And it was that moment that I'm like, I gotta work through some things. There's some things that are deep down inside of me that I'm not liking about myself because I'm not being the realest version of myself that I need to be. That I think I'm ready to get all of this fake out of me and come into my own and be like, 
love me or leave me. Okay? One of my biggest inspirations in life was Marilyn Monroe. And I actually have a quote on my arm that I did for myself. And the purpose that I placed it where I placed it on my arm was for me to remember to stay true to me. Regardless of whoever wants to be in my life or not be in my life. And it goes like this. If you can't handle me at my worst, then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best. This get the fake out journey, it's going to be tough. But at the end of the day, I can guarantee you that you are going to be the happiest version of yourself. When you start to come into your own, get the fake out of your life and be real with you. Guys, that's everything that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this little talk. I know it was a little a little bit on the emotional, a little not so bright side. Next week, maybe next week, we'll see. I, I'm just going to come at you week to week and just be like, this is what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Things that just resonate with my soul. I'm hoping that the reason why I took a week off and decided to do this podcast as it came to me, I hope it reaches someone. I hope it reaches an ear that kind of needed to hear something like this. Um, that's the reason why I I kind of channel, channel the spirits the way that I do. And when I feel so convicted to speak about something or do something, that's why I do it. So that's why I did this one. Um, you guys always, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending some time with me. Um, I hope you guys have a blessed week until I get to speak into your ear again next week. This is your girl Misty from the Free Your Mind podcast telling you each and every day do something to give yourself a peace of mind.